Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Donald Trump is now reacting to Garage Gate. I love, I, there are certain times when I see Donald Trump doing an interview and I love it because you know it's going to be like brimstone and fire. And that's exactly what has happened with Donald Trump now. As he is, and imagine if you're Donald Trump, let's just start with your mentality here. Your home gets raided. Your son's entire room gets raided. His closet gets raided. Your wife's closet gets raided. Like they came into Mar-a-Lago and they said, we're the FBI And not we're here to help. We're here to ruin your life. If you're Donald Trump and that happens, and then you find out, and by the way, you had a legitimate excuse, right? You were the actual president of the United States of America, and you can declassify any document you want because you're the president of the United States of America. Joe Biden, in his documents, he did not have that ability, all right? Never did. Not one day of his entire life as a vice president in that eight-year period could he declassify anything. Somebody yesterday said, I'm not even going to say what they said, but it was a great line about he couldn't even declassify a blank. You can fill it in. Donald Trump gets his life totally turned upside down, completely invaded. His wife's clothes are rummaged through, going through and taking anything they wanted. You've got Joe Biden, who hasn't been raided, who has classified documents at the highest level that he had no ability to have or take with him. Right. So there's no excuse for this at all. Like there's zero excuse for this because he was not the president. And nothing's happened to him. Has he been raided yet? Hell no. Did anyone come in and, and go through his Corvette? No. Did anybody go to his garage? No. And the FBI is still allowing with a special prosecutor connected. Right. Let's be clear about this. With a special prosecutor connected is still rummaging through what is essentially a crime scene. Like, that's what's happening here, folks. Right? I I mean, that's literally what we are seeing and witnessing here. Donald Trump got the opportunity to go on David Brody's show called The Water Cooler, and this is what he had to say. You're going to love it. Well, I don't want to get into that, but obviously it's a cover-up. It's a a very sad situation you know he was uh, coming to me we have uh, a much different situation i was president i have the right to declassify as president 
as a vice president, as you know, can't do that. And uh, many other things. I'm under the uh, Presidential Records Act, which is for presidents and he's under a very tough uh, uh, constraint. He's under the Federal Records Act, which is a much tougher situation. Uh, we had, you know, we have a literally a fortress here. You could say it's an armed fortress. And Mar-a-Lago is built as the Southern White House by Marjorie Meriwether Post and, and E.F. Hutton, her husband at the time, E.F. Hutton, and uh, immensely wealthy. They built it really give to the country, and they did actually, and it was in, turned back because they felt it was too expensive for the country, which is interesting. But it was built as an armed fortress, and we were locked, and we were ready, and we had Secret Service, and we also had our security, but we had Secret Service there at all times. So, you know, it's a much different situation now. I- uh, let's just stop there and talk about the situation. Donald Trump just described Mar-a-Lago. He's a former president. He's got something, right? He's a former president. He has Secret Service. They have private security at Mar-a-Lago on top of Secret Service community, uh, uh, you know, security at Mar-a-Lago in a secure location where the documents were. There's a lot of things that were just mentioned there that make his life very different than a vice president. Now, you also can tell how measured he is, and and I, I can't decide what it is. Is it Donald Trump depressed because he knows the fix is already in? He knows that the double standard is never going to change, right, even though he's done everything he can to try to change it. Does he just know that they can get away with this because they are who they are, because the deep state protects Joe Biden at all costs? But when you listen and you hear the difference in the accessibility to the documents, it's huge. You also have to understand there's something else that the timeline tells us about these classified documents. And I'll say it again because it's worth saying, and, and, and you should share this, by the way, with your family and friends. Grab podcast, hit that share button, the little forward air, share it with your family and friends so they can hear this because this is important, okay? The timeline we know makes it 100% factual that these documents that Joe Biden had were moved multiple times in between unsecure locations after he left the vice presidency. How do we know that? Because the Penn Biden Center wasn't open when he left the White House. We're hearing that there's a good chance these documents could have been moved up to three to four times. The ones in his house may have been moved originally one, two or three times. We're not really sure yet. Okay, we don't know. But what we do know is this happened. And what we do know is it happened on a pretty regular basis based on the number of years. Like this was like every year, year and a half. These things were moving around before he ran for president. We also know there's a problem because Hunter Biden, at minimum, had access among a lot of apparently other people at the house where these top, top, top secret, the highest level of your document were also, oh, found in the garage. Well, don't worry, my Corvette's there. It's secure. <laughs> like if there's any, if there's any white privilege comment for all the race baiters out there, when Joe Biden said it's secure in my garage because my Corvette's there, that's like white privilege. Can we all agree on that? Like, like where are the Black Lives Matter? Where are the, where, where are the race baiters? Where are Al and Jesse? Can someone tell me where Al and Jesse are on that one? Like, like if that's not white privilege, oh, you you got yourself a white court, you you white cracker, you you got it in your garage, right? And, and, and you and you think you that's security for top of your diet. Like this is white privilege. I love when I can throw their crap that they sell in their own faces. Like the definition of white privilege is I got classified documents in my garage next to my Corvette. It's all good. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Just take a listen to the second half of what Trump is saying here, reacting to GarageGate. And at the beginning, he said it's a cover up, but like he's not that animated. It's 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 more of a just a pure rage of, yeah, this is the world we live in now. This is America, right? They can raid my house. They can come into my bedroom. They can go through my kids clothes. Our place was secure. And I'm going to back it up just a second so you can hear that, because he talks about how secure his place is compared to Joe Biden and the double standard here, not just of the media, the double standard of national security and of the FBI, what warrants a raid. You got an R next to your name. Here we come. You got a D next to your name. Oh, just have your lawyers keep looking for those classified documents. We don't need to raid anything. But it was built as an armed fortress and we were locked and we were ready and we had secret service and we also had our security, but we had secret service there at all times. So, you know, it's a much different situation. Now I see that they have their uh, classified documents on the sitting on the floor in a big pile in a garage someplace. And uh, it's it's a big problem, I think, for them. I don't know. It would be nice if all the investigations could stop because we're like investigation central in this country. Right. No country in the world has anything like this. You want to make America great again. And this nonsense is just, you know, it never ends. But... Uh, it's a problem. There's no question about it. He's got, and, and now they're saying there are many other places that he stored documents. And it brings Obama into the picture, as you can imagine, because the uh, documents are really Obama documents. It's from the Obama administration. And now I guess they're getting him involved. How come he allowed that to happen? I can't imagine being in this situation and being Donald Trump and, and actually having to deal with it this way. Like, uh, the, the, you know, a lot of people said to me, say to me now, they're like, man, he sounds pretty chill. How many years would you, would it take for, to break you? And I'm not saying he's broken. I'm just saying where the level of just rage that you would be feeling almost, you have to become numb to the double standard because otherwise you will actually go insane. Representative Mike Waltz was on CNN talking about these documents. And again, this goes back to the rage here. He said, by my math, Biden documents have been sitting in his garage for a minimum of five years. 
An FBI raid, isn't that a little premature? I mean, the FBI didn't go in to execute that search warrant with President Trump until 16 months. They've been waiting for him to turn over the documents. It's only- I, I love seeing it here. We, you don't understand. The, the National Archives are waiting 16 months for Trump to hand over these documents. Right? They're trying to turn this back on Trump. All right, that, so that's the headline here. Not the president, no, not, not, not Joe Biden, not the fact that he had documents that he couldn't even have an alibi for when he had them. There's an argument debate here with Donald Trump and his documents, right? He argues, I declassified them. They say, no, you didn't. He said, I was a president. I can declassify them. Screw you. He has a secure location. They even came and inspected the location at Mar-a-Lago. There's, there's, there's private security there, and there's a Secret Service there all the time. They are two totally different scenarios. But CNN's like, wow, there were 17 months where Donald Trump, the entire time they were in contact, they were negotiating, they were debating. And the deep state said, we don't debate with a former president. Screw you, we're going to raid your place. And CNN, right, uh, is doing exactly that. And listen to the congressman's response here after she lays all this out. It's only been two months for Biden so far. So why would you want the FBI to go in? Well, I, I, that's, your math is interesting there, Allison, because by my math, it's been five years that these documents have been sitting there. And so if, you know, the White House's rendition of, of kind of events here is correct, that we've done the right thing, we've told the National Archives, we've told the Department of Justice, why didn't they tell and do the right thing five years ago, four years ago, three years ago? And then once well, I mean, they, they were, say they just, I hear they, you, but, but they once say they, they just found, discovered it. Well, I I love that. She's like, I hear you, but they say they just discovered them. These idiots at CNN, these are no different. This is this is communist media network. That's communist news network. That's what it is. She's like, I hear you. I hear you. They've had them for five years. I hear you. Right. But we trust Joe Biden. That's what she's saying. We trust Joe Biden's lawyers. We trust that Joe Biden would never do anything intentionally. We trust that Joe Biden w- is perfect. And we believe, this goes back to The View, when they said, well, there's a difference here. Remember The View said this? I play this for you on, on our show. The View said, right when this news broke, we trust Joe Biden. We don't trust Donald Trump. We know he's, a, when they say that we know he's a criminal, right? They called him a criminal. They, they, I mean, and, and the audience cheered. Yeah, you know. Pitchforks and all, well, masks and all, let's be honest, they're a bunch of crazy. If you go to The View, you're a liberal, you're wearing a mask, they make you wear a mask, you probably had to give them a COVID test, you know, our COVID vax card, I'm vax, yay! I mean, that that that's The View for you. But they're like, well, we, we all, everybody knows that Donald Trump's a criminal. Joe Biden's the nicest guy ever. Forget the laptop, forget 10% for the big guy, forget all of that, right? And she's like, oh, I mean, I hear you, but, right, Donald Trump's the worst person in the world. You got to understand that he deserves to be in jail. That's my other question, you know, on top of the list that, that you guys have rightly asked is, why were $1,000 an hour high-priced attorneys suddenly on November 3rd starting to look through these documents? And since then, the University of Pennsylvania said we didn't ask them to clear out that office. So mm-hmm. what drove that look? And then, and then, by the way, I love how the University of Penn is thrown by under the bus there. There are two things that were just said there that are very important. Why are $1,000 plus an hour attorneys packing up documents like movers when the University of Penn didn't ask them to come in and say, get rid of all this crap, move all this stuff. I'm telling you, they knew they had documents and they realized they had a problem here and they wanted to wait till when? After the election day. 
And no one in the media is mad about that. Like, hey, you guys didn't, because again, they're in on it. And normal media would say, this was a massive cover-up. You guys knew the midterms were coming. You knew a special counsel had been appointed to Donald Trump. You knew this was going to be an issue. If they found it, you're going to have to figure this out on your own. So self-report. So they're like, well, hold on a second. This is two months they knew about these. Why would you want the FBI to go in and raid them like Mar-a-Lago? Like, why, why would you want that to happen? I hear you. I know it's been five years, but it's really been two months. No, it's been five plus years. And uh, disclosure in the first place. Mm -hmm. Let's add that to the whole list of questions. But I think what we need in the most immediate term, which we asked about the, the previous uh, the, the previous president as well in the Mar-a-Lago documents, is what was exposed? What were the nature of them? A lot has been made of this was only 20 versus 300, but it only takes one. This is about the quality and the sensitivity of the documents, yeah. not just the quantity. And we have yet to get any answers. That's why we're going to have to investigate. All he's saying is we have to investigate. CNN's like, well, they only knew about the documents for two months. BS, the Bidens knew about this for five years. They knew about this for five years and they tried to figure out and they, it was I, I truly believe it was only after the special prosecutor for Trump. They're like, all right, this could get hairy. We need to figure this. You know what out late night media trying to get on this to protect Joe Biden because they understand how much of a vulnerability this could be for him. Uh, what's the guy's name that was on Saturday Night Live? Diaz Myers. Yeah, Myers. He was on NBC last night, whatever the hell his name is of a show that no one watches. And this is what he said about the documents in the garage, basically trying to tell the American people, guys, this is not a big deal. This is our guy. It's not a big deal at all. Listen closely. We're going to get to the news. President Biden hosted the NBA champion Golden State Warriors today at the White House where they gave him an honorary jersey and he gave them the location of Israel's nukes. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. I'm going to need those back. The White House said yesterday that it does not keep visitor logs for President Biden's personal residence in Delaware. If you want to know who visited, you'll just have to watch Jay Leno's garage. I think these are classified documents. That's how late night deals with this. You think they would have ever done those jokes with Donald Trump? No, of course not. Why would you do that? But this is this is the whole thing here. Jimmy Kimmel, right? Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel trying to get on this like, oh, we got to we got to make this into a joke, America. It's it, it's a joke now. Right. Donald Trump has documents burn the Mar-a-Lago to the ground, throw his AWS in jail and, 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 and throw his family in jail as well. Our guy happens, had him for five years, moved him multiple times. Oh, OK. Hey, funny guys on TV, can you funny this up for us? AirPods on and can't hear. At, you know, at the White House today, Biden had a visit with the Prime Minister of the Netherlands. Look at this. Thank you again, Mr. Minister. We've had a great relationship with both our countries personally, and I look forward to discussing a lot more in detail. Thank you. Thank you so much. And also, thank you for hosting me. It's the first time in my five visits that the fireplace uh, is on. Yeah, that's because he's burning classified documents in that fireplace. <laughs> The, the Dutch, you know, the Dutch get nervous around fires because their shoes are made of wood. You know? 
this document thing, Donald Trump is at peak. Are you kidding me right now? He has been. Uh, by, by, the way, by the way, I love how he even says that. Donald Trump is at peak. Are you kidding me right now? And then still goes on to laugh about it. Ha 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 ha. President has, you know, and this also tells you how much we've lowered the bar. Can we can we just take a step back and 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 look at how low we have lowered the bar in this country? We have lowered the bar so much to such a new low, to the lowest low that I've ever seen. And the media has done this, that we don't expect our politicians to be coherent. We don't expect them to be able to put sentences together and we'll elect dead people. That's that's what's happened in this country. Pennsylvania, we elected a dead guy who was dead and everybody knew he was dead. Like, hey, this guy's dead. You vote for him. Oh, OK, sounds good. Hey, this guy just had a massive stroke, and I'm not making light of that, but but you should obviously not vote for people that have had massive strokes that can't communicate. Who started a debate off being with such a cognitive issue, he said, good night. Fetterman, that's Fetterman. We have lowered the bar so low now with classified documents and top secret documents That we now think it is it is okay and it makes sense for an old guy to be president who loses documents that are classified in his garage. And when he claims that it's Nexus Corvette, so it's okay, people are like, yeah, I got it. That makes sense. That's how low we've gotten. But then again, it's the same media that, you know, right now, what are they talking about? The World Economic Forum and Davos? They're talking about. Uh, now it's not white privilege. This is some new thing. I just have to play this for you because it's amazing. We're talking about uh, air privilege. It's a new type of white privilege, I guess, right? This Davos speaker said you need to understand privilege of cleanness, and we need to give it to the poor people. The country negotiator for the Article 6 of uh, the Paris Agreement. Could you elaborate on your work and why it's of significance? By the way, this is talking about the Paris Climate Accord. This is the World Economic Forum in Davos. And they're talking about the, the, the Paris Climate Agreement. And I want you to hear whoever this crazy is, Cho Din, Cho Din, one of the two. It's one of the two, I'm guessing. You ready? Um, I'll spend some time responding to, well, reacting to what I've heard so far. Um, and I have three points, and I'll also try to bring elements of my work into it. Um, so I'll start off with um, a rather incendiary uh, statement that today I would urge all of you in this room to really reflect upon your privilege of well, being young but also being born in the most developed part of the world. Um, and when it comes to the climate conversation, it's really amazing to hear about all the progress being made on the scientific front, on the corporate front, um, on the innovation front, um, and also in terms of the civil liberties that all of you have to be able to go out there and really engage yourselves in spaces where you're heard willingly by your leaders and your institutions. I want to point out the fact that For many, many parts of the world, this is not how it is. Um, If I were to share my experience, I come from a country where 
almost half of the population um, comprises of people below the age of 29, but many young people feel that policymaking is just for policymakers, and by that I mean somebody old and somebody working in government. And there certainly is a disenfranchisement, okay, this is a difficult word, of um, young Listen. people from very important spaces of decision-making and of policy. And I've been privileged enough to be included in some of these spaces. And I often think to myself, then, what do I do to share that privilege? Um, I heard this amazing phrase yesterday where um, a friend of mine said that there are doors that we can walk through but it's important that you hold that door so that someone less privileged than you can walk through it. So so I just got to know what this door looks like. Now, I want you to also understand this is like the most important, uh, you know, liberal forum of the year, the World Economic Forum. And this is what they're talking about. This is their expert. The, the, this is what we're up against. I genuinely like to know my enemy in this world. Like, and I watch these people, the World Economic Forum, and I don't, I'm no longer afraid. I'm just like, all right, I feel like I can beat her. Like, I feel like we've gotten to the point of such craziness that at some point there has to be a course correction. And Joe Biden might be the beginning of this, which is why I just played that for you. They keep sitting there, they're like, well, you don't understand the, the privilege of this and the kumbaya of that. The World Economic Forum said, you know, a quarter of the world's deaths currently are from preventable environmental causes. That's, that's something else that they're now pushing at the World Economic Forum. John Kerry, who's there, by the way, you're still paying him a salary. And John Kerry says, select group of human beings have a plan for saving the planet. So a select group. Well, I want to know this. Who the hell is in this select group? This is... This is like one world, new world order crap. And this is the World Economic Forum. And this is John Kerry in his own words saying a select group of human beings has a plan for saving the planet. And when you stop and think about it, it's pretty extraordinary that we select group of human beings because of whatever touched us at some point in our lives are able to sit in a room and come together and um, actually talk about saving the planet. I mean, it's so almost extraterrestrial to think about, quote, saving the planet. And if you said that to most people, most people, they think you're just a crazy tree-hugging, lefty, liberal, you know, do-gooder, whatever, and, and there's no relationship. But really, that's where we are. But really, that's where we are. Glad we cleared that up, aren't you? Glad we wrapped that all up so nicely there. We are a select group of people in this room who we're going to save the world and we've self-selected ourselves. Like no one, no one vote on this. And we're going to set the policies, not, not just for America, but for the entire world. Um, they're also now calling this a child health crisis. The UNICEF executive director, Russell, and this is why I don't trust any of these big people anymore. I just don't. I don't trust UNICEF. I don't trust any of these big groups anymore because this is part of the crap that they'll sell you. We needed to do more on global pandemic preparedness, right? So now this is staring us in the face that it's, it's time to take action. Um, the issue about food security, um, 
the IPCC report also talks about <coughs> the reduction um, in land that's suitable for farming due to extreme drought. There's a reduction of about 30% since 1950. 30%. So we're seeing growing hunger. So um, the heat waves in 2020 were associated with almost 100 million more people suffering from food insecurity um, than in decades past. So 100 million people in 2020 were suffering from the food, mental food crisis. Mental. If, if this is true, what they're saying, then maybe people just like start growing crap in their backyard instead of cutting their grass. If your food crisis is 100 million people, don't you think somebody was like, all right, give me some seeds? I'm not talking about weed either. I'm not talking about growing weed. Okay, I'm talking about seeds. They're all in this together. They're all beating this drum. And this is what the less focused on right now. Telling you now that you must bow to their green alternative religion. And if you don't, then you're really abusing children. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.